What's going on, Golf Addicts? The Tour Junkies are back. It is 2024. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year to Pat. It is the Century Betting Show. Are you ready, bud? Hell yeah, I'm ready. Dude, you you think I'm not ready for the Century? You got a beer and a floral button unbuttoned shirt? Look, I am letting it all hang out in 2024, DB, okay? I'm just letting it hang out. And you know what? Obviously, my New Year's resolution does not involve... (laughs) quitting beer um, well, so i figured you know why not go ahead and have one right away but i'm excited db um i feel more excited this season than ever before oh, and man. now there's some good reason for that i think you'll probably get into that but but even more so i'm excited for all that we are going to get to do all that we're going to get to talk about the moments that are going to be had on this show db hmm. That have not been created yet. Mm. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fantastic. And there, you uh, know, there's like a little batch of moments, and they're flying around like little sperms, right? Yeah. And yeah. some, you know, they're gonna. One, I'm a couple. I'm gonna crack through, and break through, and then boom, a moment. You know, is yeah. burst. But listen, uh, that's hard to do. It's hard to be that excited going on nine years. You know, I mean, I'm not saying the relationship is is fading, but I mean, you know, it's stale after nine years, right? We've been it looking could, at yeah. Things. yeah. Um. I, I had a heck of a night last night. Uh, that's why I'm wearing glasses, man, honestly. I mean, it fit for Hawaii, but also, like, I don't want you to see the bags under my eyes right now. It's unbelievable. I'm oh, going, you took oh. it deep? You took it d- deep on New Year's Eve? Well, yeah, and then I didn't sleep at all because I literally I, – I was a kid on Christmas, but not on Christmas. I, I yeah. went to sleep, and I woke up, and as soon as my brain woke up at 2.30 in the morning, I could not stop thinking about the show and the year and all that's going on and my mind just kept going and I couldn't shut it down and four hours later I still wasn't asleep so I'm go- I'm running on fumes but I'm pumped and I'm jacked about it we've got a great show in store for you uh we're gonna be rolling out a brand new side of the tour junkies you've never seen before you know and, and it's it could it's it might get graphic I don't know Pat could unbutton that shirt even more or there is I mean, one more button maybe take it off yeah We've got some new tools we're going to we're gonna unleash on the people today. We're obviously going to get through our betting picks, our outright picks, our top 10 six-packs since it's only a 59-man field, no cut event at the Century. At the end of this show, we're going to do what we do every year. We're going to review New Year's resolutions, Pat's New Year's resis, golf resis, and personal resis from last year, and then his new ones for 2024. And then mine we're going to do at the end of the DFS show if you want to catch that. Um, we've got some big announcements, so we've got a lot of updates to tell the people. So listen, you know, one big announcement I know you're going to be happy about is every episode this year, we're going to have chapters in the YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, give it up for chapters, chapters, give it up. I'll tell you what, I don't even know if I know what those are for sure. Other than in a book (laughs) that you read. So no pissing and moaning. Okay. We are going to have some good announcements. You're going to want to listen to, but you do have chapters if you need to move on. But the reason we're going one of you know, one reason why we're gonna have chapters, the reason why we're gonna have chapters, and among many other things that we rolled out in the fall, is we've got a new weapon. His name is producer Tony. Our boy Tony LaBarbara. LaBarbara. That's what we like to call. That's what Pat calls him on the side. He doesn't even know it, but that's what that's how Pat says his name. Our boy Tony L, producer, is gonna be on with us this whole season. Pumped to have him. Tony, step on up, man. Say hi to the people. There he is. Look at him. God dang. Shoot off. 
<laughs> Tony uh, was with us in the fall for a couple episodes. We we did the Better Sports Network show with him in 2023. He's fantastic. You know, he's he's uh, he's a producer extraordinary. He produced on Sirius XM PJ Tour Radio for a while, and uh, he went from Carl and Dennis Paulson to these two ding dongs. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's an upgrade or a downgrade, but either way, we are happy to have Tony. He's going to make the show so much better all year. Yeah, pumped to be uh, pumped to be back with you guys. Pumped for 2024. Um, appreciate you guys bringing me on and help out in any way I can. So, uh, yeah, excited for the year, man. It's going to be good. Tony, Tony is going to help us, uh, plan out the content every single week. And that's going to be important. You're going to hear more about that in my new year's resolution section on the DFS show. So uh, happy to have Tony on board. He's going to make the show better in a lot of different ways, Pat. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, you know, every year we kind of give a sponsor update because things like that change around this time of year. They're going to keep changing. Uh, definitely want to shout out our friend at Le our friends at Leaderboard for continuing to put out uh, a badass app. And they've got the new version of the app. The paid version of the app is available right now. Uh, I think it's like forty bucks a year or something like that, Pat. But now you can. It's got the Apple uh, Apple Watch integration. It's got penalty strokes, which is key for me. More detailed stats and analytics on the Leaderboard uh app and it's just an incredible tool to use when you're on the golf course for yourself keeping track of your stats obviously we've also got the integration with the discord that, that brings over every uh every time you play around so we can laugh at you and, and mock your your scorecard it's a great thing love the leaderboard app appreciate them greatly also have our friends at sobet which we'll talk more about in a little bit they're on board all year and we've got a new one that we'll be announcing here in just a minute but i will say this if you or someone you know, a business that you know, needs to reach a bunch of golf-loving, you know, 98% males, probably 99, shout out to a few females we know and love, you know who yeah. you are, um, you know, a mainly male audience in the U.S. between ages of 25 and 65 that love golf, and love gambling on golf. If you, if, you know, if you've got a business that would like to reach those people, we still need maybe one or two to get us uh, where we want to be for the year to be able to provide all the content that we want to provide when we want to provide it. So um, you can email us info at tourjunkies.com. If you want to talk, we'd be happy to do that. Um, man, Pat, there's so much to cover. All right, let's talk about this. Let's talk about some changes. The first thing I want to talk about is, uh, is let's see no changes. No. Okay. I love that song. That's a great song. We're going to do a season long bet. You know, everybody does a one and done. And you know what? If, if you're new to this show, you should know this. Raise your hand if you suck at one and done. Okay, that's that's 100% of us. Okay? I, I want to raise two hands. Yes. Yeah. We suck at one and done. We've always sucked at one and done. We've been doing it since, you know, four people. It was like us and Mayo and Feinberg were doing it. And we came in, both of us came in last. So we don't do one and done. We just don't. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it in the Discord if people have questions. I don't know why they would listen to us, but, we, you know, so we're going to do something different, and we're going to, but it actually doesn't involve you at all, the listener, because you're just going to laugh at us. But me and Pat are going to do a season-long bet, mano y mano. You know, we love to spin the betting wheel, and we will be spinning the betting wheel this year for sure. But there is going to be an ultimate betting wheel spin that shall go down here in a couple, uh, couple of weeks to determine the punishment. But we're going to do a season-long bet, me versus Pat, and, and the loser is going to have to pay the penalty at the end of the season, okay? And we're going to spin the wheel for that. We need about 10 to 12 
season ending like this think like fantasy football worst place punishments we need those we need recommendations if you're watching on youtube first of all thank you hit the like button subscribe if you haven't already and drop that in the comment drop that in the comments if if you're listening or whatever tweet us instagram dm anything give us some suggestions for what should be on the season long punishment all right tony tony has a few i mean obviously there's like waffle house challenge all that stuff but one of us is going to have to do this at the end of the season, and we'll document it on social or on here. Uh, so, you know, you guys you guys and gals need to make this entertaining. Tony, what do we have so far? Kind of get the juices flowing. Yeah, just to give everybody a sense of here what we're thinking, where we can go with some of these punishments. We already have, uh, and these are some classics from the first Wheel of Punishment. I went back, went back, like I said, joined you guys over the last few months, went back, did my research, Crazy. These are all about your research here. So I went back, did my research to some of you guys' first shows. So on the first wheel of punishment, could bring back some of these. Uh, the ranch shot times two. Okay. Okay. You go that way. Edward 40 hands, baby food, which DB, we still got to get you to pay up on your uh, baby. Yeah. Food. yeah. Thank, you for, thank you for uh, remembering, remembering that, uh, mm. Tony. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Brooks and Dunn TikTok. No, Pat nailed that one. Wear a mask for a show, the shoe shot, the spicy pepper challenge. Uh, we get to- <laughs> a lot of these. I feel like I did. <laughs> <laughs> just bringing up rough memories for you, yeah. Pat. And then my personal favorite, uh, and it's just for the way that you phrase this one, DB, uh, eat out a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I did that one. I definitely did that. that one. You, we were talking about moments earlier. That, yeah, was, that a was a moment. That was well, a- you know, and Tony, that, that does help get the juices flowing, but yeah. you know, those are kind of, those are, those are, those are kind of minor leaks. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to step yeah. this thing up. If you lose the season-long deal, it's got to be bad. It could be the 24-hour Waffle House Challenge. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this one, Pat. If I lost, I would be willing. I would be willing to do some sort of tattoo situation. Would you? You know, I, I actually was thinking, right now. I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as there's a certain amount of taste to it, Mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh i'd be willing to do the same thing David. okay so, so we so, could add that we could add that but there needs to be some parameters yeah yeah agree so some sort of tattoo <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah like i mean it's it's got to be subtle in a way like, yeah you know, and it can't be like super painful like you got to put it like right on your nipple or something you oh know, okay, that feels yeah. like that would hurt you know, I mean, possibly like a, you know, you go on a, you go, you got to go to a restaurant and have a meal with a blow up doll or something, you know, something like that. That's, that's the kind of things we're thinking about. So drop that in the golf comments. one too. Like golf ideas would be, would be pretty fun. You know, something that's like yeah. playing a full round, you know, dress like a female or something. I, I don't yeah. know. Or in a baby diaper, only yeah. a baby diaper or something. You got to get you. What about like, you have to go and get kicked off of a course. That'd be pretty now cool. that'd be, yeah. Well, see, obviously this, not your own course. I yeah, mean, you, you don't want to do that. That'd be stupid. You no, know, you go to a you you would obviously go to a course that you know don't, don't ever want to play again. But that would be kind of that would be awesome content, honestly. Well, we'll get these ideas okay, going. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like where we're heading. Gets the juices flowing. All right. So so that's one thing. We're gonna talk about how those picks are gonna be made each week here in just a second when we get into our, our picks for Kapalua. Um, there's some big changes in the Discord, too. We've got um, among a lot of things, I'm not gonna give you all of them, but our boy. Byron, the model maniac, has joined the Tour Junkies Discord, and boy, he's already on fire. He joined like a week ago, and he fits right in. It's fantastic. He's in the Discord dropping nuggets, and 
unique content every single week. He's got his own channel in there. And then he's going to be doing round four showdown previews every week. Showdown and live betting previews in between round three and four. That's going down every single week. We did a survey at the end of the year and heard a lot of a lot of talk about, hey, we want some showdown content. We want some post-round content, some live betting content Thursday through Sunday. And we're, we're going to answer the bell for you. So Byron's going to cover round four. Me or Pat or Spaz, you guys know him in the Discord, is going to cover uh, round two every every week. We may or may not get to round three, but we're going to guarantee round two and four every single week and hopefully round, round three as well. Um, we've also got a new section in the Discord called Cheat Sheets where we're going to be dropping core DFS plays, pivot DFS plays, fades. All these, uh, our bets are all going to be in one place. It's all going to be a little more organized, easy to see. You're not going to want to miss that if you're not if you're not already active on that channel. Check it out. We've also got the Office Hours channel, which is going to be important for everybody in the Discord because the Office Hours is going to tell you when people are going to be available to chat. Me, Pat, Spaz, Byron, any other guests that we have coming in, uh, the the Office Hours chat or, or Office Hours channel will tell you when we're coming in, what we're doing, all that all that good stuff. Every Wednesday night, this is this I worked on this over the over the break. Every Wednesday night of a signature event and the majors, we will have a guest in the Wednesday night live chat with me and Pat. I've already got them booked. If you're like DB, you already have a guest booked for September for August for the FedEx St. Jude. Yes, I do. Yeah. I already do. I already have them confirmed. Some of these guests include Byron, the model maniac, Kenny Kim, Steffi Smalls, um, GS Luke, Cutmaker Jeff Seeley, Joe Idoni. PGA Tout John Hausbauer, Diane Knox, Tom Jacobs, Eric Patterson. It's going to be an awesome Wednesday night chat season. Obviously, every other week, me and Pat will also be in there doing our thing. Byron, Model Maniac will hop in when he can. The chats are going to be off the chain. Um, I think that's all we'll cover for now, but the Discord got an overhaul in the winter offseason. So if you haven't been back in, check it out. It's a great place to be. The community is hopping, and I am pumped about what the Discord is going to bring. You know, Pat, I feel like we kind of need to put a, a slight bow on last season in terms of our betting picks, mm -hmm. our outrights. And I got to say, we got to give you the stage because mm. if people don't know, because, you know, we didn't, I, I, I didn't really put it out on Twitter or whatever. I probably should have. You probably should have. Yeah. But, you know, I saw these people, like, tweeting out their, you know, their units, you know, their units. I did, I did this to my unit, whatever. And I was like, oh, all these guys – they they're all dwarfed by the season that you had. Yeah. And what a season. And and I think reflecting on it at this time of year is a good a good thing to do. As we turn this this chapter of this wild golf year into now getting a regular PJ Tour season that starts in January, thank God, doesn't officially start in the fall. This is going to be a good reminder. Sometimes when it's betting and you're betting golf, you got to get through the dark times, but the, yeah, the, what is it? The, um, the dawn is darkest or just before the dark. I don't know. What does it say again? You are getting, you're close. The I don't know, but it's, you're close. Always. It's always darkest just before the dawn. I think that's what it is. Yeah. You know, remember that? Yeah. Anyway. Dude. Yeah. Cause Pat from, okay. From September of 2022. And you're like, DB, the what? 2022. That's when last season actually started. But from September to literally March, you hit no outrights. Nothing. You hit none. Nothing. I hit 
three. I hit two in the fall. Mm-hmm. I hit Siwoo live at the Sony, which is next week. You hit none. And yeah, I was close at the century, if anybody remembers, with Morikawa. You were. You were very close. And you then you took it away with the shipping situation. Yet, at the end of 2023, so if you count from 922 to 1223, Pat's outright card finished up 91 units. 91 units. 91. I think it's the best single outright season either one of us have ever had. That's an amazing number to even think about, especially with the start. And and it all started. Oh, that's where I was going. It all started because I decided I needed to be like a caterpillar yeah. coming coming out of the cocoon into this beautiful butterfly. And that was going to create – that was a moment. That was another moment that was going to create the momentum for the rest of the year. And so I painted. It took me like three tries. I painted a butterfly on my face. And right. Chris thing. Kirk won, I believe it was the Honda Classic that week. And it was off to the races from there. It continued, you know. And here's the thing. This is, this is betting for you, right? Like – you can have your your stretches of, of of a bad run, but then this happens, you know. And it was a good fall. I hit a, hit a couple winners in the fall with Tom Kim and Sahith. So, I mean, it was it was a good year. It was a lot of fun. And now, do I think I can match that? No, absolutely. No, not. I can't. No, Dude, I can't. You, so. you know that meme? I don't know the guy's name. I actually think he's dead. R.I.P. You know the meme with the black guy sitting on the edge of the bed and he's and, he, and he's naked and he just got the huge dong? Yes, yes. That's your butterfly. Your butterfly came out of the cocoon and he was like, this is this is who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just did it to everybody mm-hmm. uh, on, you know, for the rest of the season. It was amazing, amazing season. Now, then then my struggles became, you know, my struggles got I got I then it got dark for me and I was yeah. drawing stuff on my face and I you was were trying all kinds trying of all kind of stuff. And it looked like it was going to be this just horrid, horrid season. When finally I hit Lucas Glover, not the first time, that would have been really smart, but I hit him the second time when no one wanted to bet him. Which I don't know. That's probably even smarter. Maybe. I mean, but but he saved me, and then EVR in the fall at 90 to 1 saved me. So for me, it was the it was the first season in the four and a half, five years we've been tracking this that I had negative units, but I was negative 10 units after all said and done between 922 to 1223. And I'm I'm okay with that. I'm actually perfectly fine with that considering how dark it was. But it's a lesson to us, right? Because you know, if you structure your card the right way, if you stay patient, if you stay disciplined, if you stick to the process, you know. Eventually, it can happen for you because Pat was in the darkest place. You, you might not hit it this year, this week. You might not hit it next week or the week out. You might not hit one till Florida. You might not hit one till Heritage. But you never know what can happen. You can go on a heck of a run. It was an amazing season. I felt like we needed to put a bow on it. But now oh, we turn yeah. the page. Now you know, we turn the page. And we turn the page to Kapalua. And I want to talk about the golf course here, Pat. But we've been working on something. And we've been working on it for over a year. And it was a page. It's a page that we're, we're thrilled to turn as of today, literally recording this show. 
Um, I just, uh, we're both excited about it. It's something we've been working on. And Pat and myself, along with uh, four other friends, have launched a new site called Bet the Number. Here it is, live in the flesh. You can go to bettthenumbergolf.com. It is going to be, if it's not already, it's going to be your go-to golf analytics platform. Um, we're excited to do it. We've been, like I said, we've been working on it for over a year. We want it to be the only tool you need, and we believe it's going to be. I did a course preview video uh, for Kapalua that I shared my screen and did a lot of uh, show, showed a lot of it there. This is kind of the landing page. You can kind of see some fun stuff here that we're doing with it. Um, all the data is licensed by the PGA Tour. We're getting it straight from ShotLink, straight from the tour, and it's going to be awesome. And the great, the, 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 there's two things about this site. Part of the owners, a, a, well, I guess a quarter of our owners, are the very developers that built the site and will be continuing to build it. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, shout out to producer Tony. Look at him. You can just scan the QR code. It'll take you right to the uh, splash page That's there. You can, you can check that out. Way to go, Tony. But it's fancy. A quarter of the ownership of this site are actually the developers that wrote the code and are writing the code to build this site and continue building it. And all they want to do is see it become the dominant golf data tool site out there. And um, that's awesome. When you have that, when you have that going for you, and it's not owned by another company that is doing football or what, you know, it, it's there's just nothing like it. We've we've seen sites kind of deteriorate over the last couple of years. We want to see this site bet the number improve, and it will be improving every single week, if not daily, especially here for the first couple months. Um, but this site will look very different by the players, by the Masters, by the U.S. Open than it even does today. But even today, in terms of the tools, and we're going to show you some in a minute, uh, it is as powerful as anything you need. So we're pumped about it. The other part of it is another 25% of its ownership has been doing this professionally for about a dozen PGA Tour players for the last few years. He's been breaking down data, breaking down golf courses, breaking down stats and analytics from the PGA Tour. He knows these courses better than anyone that we know, and he's doing it professionally for some of the best players in the world. Another co-founder, co-owner, and someone who is vested in the performance of this site every single week, wanting to see it improve making changes, making tweaks, wanting to improve it. Uh, it will be heavily leaning towards the betting and the prop side of things. The DFS, like optimizers, lineup builders, all that kind of stuff will possibly come later. Um, there are some DFS, obviously, tools that you'll see today, but it is going to be heavily bent towards um, giving you the best edge you can have in the betting market. Pat, anything else to add to that for now? Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, I mean, just a lot of hard work has gone into this site. Um, it is, as as you kind of think, I think you said in, a, in an initial kind of email that went out, it's a living and breathing site. Um, you know, it's one of those things that will will change and 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 always be better. Um, lots of things we, we can't wait to add to this site, but it's already at a point that is um, – you know, something I'm quite proud of, something even I can use. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've actually kind of figured it out. Um, but it is uh, so it's exciting and um, definitely 
get in there, check it out. Yeah. Tony, what do you got for us? Well, one thing I just wanted to throw your guys' way and shout out you guys, your friends, your buddies who helped put this together as well is uh, over the past like year or two, I've been getting more into just the betting world, especially golf betting, working with you guys on some other things as well. So going to some of these other sites that you had mentioned, it's very, very overwhelming for someone who <clears throat> yeah, just trying to get anything, get into it, learn everything, learn the acronyms, learn the numbers, the abbreviations, all that kind of stuff. This, when you guys first showed it to me, just even just a few days ago, it's very, very user-friendly in the sense where as, as soon as I just opened up the website and everything popped up, popped up there, it's, it's a lot of information, but you can just tell even from just looking at it right at first, it's very easy to navigate. It's not just throwing all these different things at you, which I found just extremely useful as somebody, again, trying to just learn, get my feet in it, get my feet wet, all that kind of stuff. It seems very, very user-friendly, which, you know, like I said, for me, I appreciate well, thank you, Tony. Our developers are going to be pumped to hear that. That's, yeah. I mean, that's the goal, right? Is to make it very user-friendly, um, not as intimidating for people, especially people just wanting to get into it or casual golf betters. And it's going to be a thing where like, you don't necessarily have to be this, this modeling genius to do anything with it. It's going to give you plenty of information right at your fingertips. Let's start by talking a little bit about Kapalua. Now, one thing I, I need to say, I forgot to mention, two new pieces of content that we're going to be doing every single week. Uh, every weekend, usually on Sunday afternoons, we are going to drop both on the podcast feed and the YouTube channel a course breakdown video and first look at the model. Uh, and I'll, I'll mainly do that on my own with some screen sharing. We'll, we'll look at the golf course. We'll look at what the data says about the golf course. We'll dig into that, get you all prepped and ready to go for, okay, what is the golf course asking of me? So that when those outright odds and those DFS prices drop on Monday, you already know kind of what the course is going to demand key stats, those kind of things. We'll have you all geared up for it. And then I'm going to kind of look into the early bet the number model and, and go through that and, you know, just kind of get first impressions on it. So I did that for Kapalua. That's on the YouTube channel. That's also in the podcast feed. You can check that out. And I, I went a little more in depth on those video on that video on the golf course, and we'll pretty much keep the course breakdown stuff to those videos every week. But did want to take just a second since it's early in the season and we only got 59 guys to break down so we can do it and share our screen a little bit and look at what uh, what Kapalua and what Bet the Number shows us here for the Century Tournament of Champions. And Pat, feel free to chime in on anything here. But, um, you know, Bet the Number is pretty simple. You have four tabs up at the top. You can look at the tournament overall, the custom model building, the golf course, which is what we're looking at now, and individual player pages. And as you can see, the plantation course, if I select, I like looking at the last five years. If I select these last five years, I mean, Pat, we know Kapalua, like 60-yard average-wide fairways, so 75% fairway and regulation percentage, which is way above tour average. Same thing with the green and regulation average with also massive greens and everybody hitting out of the fairway for the most part. You've got nearly an 80% green and reg situation. you got a lot of birdies to be had here. And I looked at the weather a little earlier, Pat. I don't see anything. that does a little, little consistent breeze there at Kapalua, some, some wind. I don't think we're going to see the Cam Smith. What did he shoot, like 34 under a couple years ago or something? But yeah. I, I bet we see a 20, I bet we see a 26 to 29 under win this thing. It, it's going to be a birdie fest, right? Big greens, all Bermuda grass. Um, I won't get into this top performer section, but I do want to show just because it's so sexy, Pat. I mean, what do you think about the, these two, these top two boxes here, Pat? 
these are these are really my my favorite, especially that driving one. I, I love being able to just just look at that in a graphic. Like, you know, whenever we're talking about shows or courses in general, and you know, we would do research previously, I'd always kind of wonder, well, is this a bomber's paradise? Or is this, you know, is this an accuracy course? What is this? It's just right there in front of you, you know? Right. And so I, I really enjoy that part of this. And it it, it it's not like something I got to figure out because it's it's right there in a visual, which I, which I think is really cool. Well, and what people don't see, and this is where our edge comes into play with who's behind this website, is this, this driving card over here on the left is calculating a number of things in the background. It's looking at the radar data from the PJ Tour shot link and understanding a, at, at what percentage guys are hitting driver on every hole that's not a par three, and it'll do this on every golf course. What percentage are guys hitting driver to understand, okay, how many driver holes are there? At Kapalua, there's 15 because there's only three par threes, and you can send it on every par four and par five. But obviously that will change as we as the courses change. So it's it's telling you how often guys club down or don't or just go ahead and send it, which is important. But we're also doing our own calculation in the background, and we're, we're making our own proprietary stat here, and more of these are coming. Where you see this bomb opportunity over here, and it's telling you based on some numbers that we're running in the background, if a player is 20 yards longer off the tee than the average player in the field, what does that gain them in strokes gained per round? And at Kapalua, it's a lot. It's 2.17 strokes per round. Now, if you look at some Kapalua data, you don't have to be a bomber to play well here. I mean, Harris English, not a bomber, won here. Colin Morikawa, obviously, could have won last year. You don't have to be. But the super bombers definitely have an advantage. Um, so I love that about this, this card. And then the, the approach shot distribution, and this is something that you'll see throughout the site. We'll show it one more. We'll show it in the custom model here in a minute. But we can give you strokes gain data in these proximity ranges from, so not just strokes gain data from proximity ranges. So strokes gain, not just proximity and feet, which is so strokes gain better statistic. But we can also show you from where it comes from. Does it come from the fairway? Does it come from the rough? Does it come from other? So that you can appropriately change your model. Obviously, at Kapalua with 60-yard wide fairways, the vast majority of the approach shots, every single hole, are coming from the fairway. So strokes gained approach from the fairway in these certain buckets is going to be key. So that's just a little bit on, uh, on Bet the Number. Again, there's a link in the description. You can, uh, you can easily find it, bettthenumbergolf.com. All right. Are we ready to get into the field, Pat? Is that yeah, everything? Did I get everything? Mm -hmm. So many notes. So many notes. Okay, let's talk about it. Outright odds up to 30 to 1. Let's pull it up. Let's see. We got Scheffler at the top of the board. You got Hovland kind of there as a second kind of co-favorite. Cantlay, Morikawa, Homa, Schauffele, Ludwig, Studvig. You know what I mean. He's in here. There's a lot of there's a lot of names here in the shorter than 30 to 1 range. And this is where me and Pat's season-long bet comes in. We are going to every week pick one player in this range up to 30 to 1 to fade. Okay, so you know, I told you we're not doing the one and done. We're gonna pick a guy to fade. So it's it's kind of a chalk bomb situation mm -hmm. before the chalk bomb email hits on Wednesday. It's our chalk bomb early on a Monday, which is probably going to kill us. And all we're going to do to track this season-long bet is calculate earnings, kind of like one and done. But in our game, 
the guy with the highest earnings at the end of the season is the one that's going to have to pay the price and do the punishment on the betting wheel. So we are picking one player in this 30 to one or shorter range to fade. And that is what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do now. Why don't we actually start with that, Pat? And actually, you know what? I don't know if producer Tony had a way to figure out who's going first, but I was going to say, I think because of your 91 unit Hmm. um, situation that uh, from last year, you've earned the right to go first. And now we will alternate every week from here on out. So you have the floor. We cannot pick the same player. And our our rule of thumb has been that they they had to have been 30 to one at some point on Monday opening odds. Okay. They've shortened or we'll, you know, whatever, we'll let it slide. Okay. All right. You fading. I appreciate this. I appreciate (laughs) you, uh, you know, doing the honorable thing and letting me go first. Um, Of course. So I am going to start this season. And I really like that this is the guy I'm going to fade for the first event. And that's Jordan Spieth. Mm. Now he's at 22 to one odds uh, right now on DK. Mm -hmm. Um, He does not have, well, he did win here. So I'll give him that. He did win here in 2016. Since, since was it like Obama president? Who was president? I, I don't know. But the last couple of years here, 2023 and 2022, have not been great. You know, T13, T21. Remember, it's a short field. So yeah. I, I'm not feeling good about Jordan this week. And I think that Jordan is the type player also that I feel like will eventually get into the season. Like, you know, by the time you get to the Masters, Jordan mm-hmm. is, is about ready. But I'm not sure how much he's, he's you know, an out-of-the-gate starter so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jordan Spieth as, as my fade this week. Oh dang it! Okay, well he was my first pick. So yes. right off the bat, you've already <laughs> stolen. I mean, I I do think Spieth is kind of the easy fade here. Although, with you know, with all the Kapalua Augusta comparisons which you hear and like the the creativity that people say it demands, it is scary, right? Like even though Spieth really didn't give us much to look at last year, if the break does him some good and he and he comes out. I mean, it is a place that he should theoretically do quite well. I, I think ultimately for me, we just haven't seen enough. And and in a in a field that's pretty strong, it's it's uh, he's the guy. So I think that's the right call. I hate I hate this. I hate what I have to do now. I just I, I hate it because I love this player. I'm bullish on him for the year. In fact, in our Discord uh, Nut Hut Shit Show season long draft, he was my third pick. I think. Um. I'm going to take reluctantly Tyrell Hatton. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to take Tyrell Hatton. You know, one of the things a caddy told us about this place a while ago was that Kapalua requires a little bit of experience, a little bit of local, not, not local knowledge, but like just a couple, a couple laps around it really helps guys understand how the, how the land moves and how to attack every hole and all this kind of stuff. And I just, even though Patton had a great fall, it wasn't on necessarily on the PJ Tour. He didn't do much, but he, he finished 11th at the Tour DP World Tour Championship. He finished runner-up at Wentworth. Um, you know, he had a good fall, so you know he played well. But he's not played here before. I think I'm, I think I'm going to take my chances that uh, that Terrell first timer just kind of comes out here and he's, he's just here to have, he's here to you know wear an unbuttoned floral shirt, get laid, and uh, you know, do his thing. I, I don't mind the pick. He was he was on the list for me. Um, could you? I could see him just yelling at Wales to like just getting mad at Wales. 
walking <laughs> down the fairway. Yeah, okay. So pissed off at the the freaking whale out there that just you know surfaced. A whale breached in his in his, in his swing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, blew out its hole. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> free Willie, my ass. Um. All right. Well, that that's who we don't want to we don't want to play. But but let's start off 2024, make some picks here in this short range. I'll kick it back to you. Who do you like here up to 30 to 1? Who are you firing on? Well, I got three in here that I really love, okay? okay. Um, I'll start with the longest odds guy, actually. And uh, I like Tony Finau this week, TV. He's at 28 to 1. Um, now, I will say, in, in our model here, in, in the BTN model, um, he, he's not exactly showing up as... Um, you know, that fantastic as far as the, the stats are concerned. Um, he does have a couple top tens here. I, I feel like Tony, though, has a chance to get off to a, a good, good start here on this golf course. So I'm going to go with Tony Finau at 28 to 1. And then I like Xander, who just absolutely kills this golf mm. course. Xander is at 14 to 1. Um, you know, you look at his, his, um, you know, finishes here. Now he did withdraw here last year, but he's got a win in 2019, a second in 2020, T5 in 2021. The guy plays really well here, so I do like Xander at uh, at at 14 to one. Now he does show up pretty well in the model, so he's he's up there at number three. Now I'm going back to Morikawa DB. He's at 12 to one. You know, I had forgotten about his win at the Zozo in the fall. It, it just kind of, to me, it came a little bit out of nowhere. He he was sort of, uh, I don't know, hadn't shown much. So I, I like that, you know, coming off that win in the fall, um, you know, he's played here four times, definitely has experience here since 2020, all top tens, T7 in 2020, T7 in 2021, T5 in 2022, and then last year we know what happened, really should have won this golf tournament. And, um, you know, the live player, John Rahm came up and played a great round. Everybody always, you know, when you go back looking at that, that, yeah, that tournament, you know, yes, he did choke it away. I mean, that, that happened. The chipping but, just dreadful. But John Rahm still played amazing on Sunday. I believe, didn't he shoot 61, something like that, 61 or 62? So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like Rahm just kind of fell into it. He did play very good golf down the stretch to win that golf tournament, but Morikawa should have won. So, yeah. Um, well, I have thoughts on Morikawa. Before I do that, though, I do want to remind everybody that our friends at SoBet are still there handicapping. You got now 60 to 70, I think, handicappers on the SoBet platform, all vetted by SoBet, good at what they do. Every sport imaginable, not just the NFL, is it starting to wind down. Um, not just the college football playoff as that's going on, but also NBA baseball is going to get up and running hockey's doing his thing. They got tennis, they got pickle. I mean, they got any, any, if you can bet on it and there's somebody who's really good at betting on it, they've got that handicapper at SoBet. And I, obviously we're doing exclusive bets on SoBet every single week and dropping in some plays there too. It's an awesome app that you talk about an app that is improving every single week. The SoBet app is, has improved a ton. So if you've tried it and you 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 left it for whatever reason, I guarantee you, you get it back. You're going to be like, "Whoa, this thing's sick!" So uh, it's 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 like following a bunch of great handicappers on X or Twitter, except you don't have to deal with all the other bull bull that comes with X. So 
Um, it, it's a great platform, powerful platform, a lot of units being won over there, and every play they want, they, they demand their handicappers put explanation behind the play and put uh, you know num- unit values, allocations behind the play. There's a link in the description. You can use code TJTRIAL when you check out for the first month free. Uh, SoBet is killing it, and we appreciate them partnering with the Tour Junkies yet another year. It's gone fantastic with them. We, we love those guys. They're crushing it over there. Great team. Um, and they're just they they just love betting. So we love them. So shout out to Sobet. Pat, I, I have two plays here. Morikawa was one of them. I, I think Morikawa gets a little bit of, you know, I think there's a redemption story here for Kawa. Um, obviously with Rom exiting stage, stage left to live, that helps. I like what I saw out of him in the fall. And and I think he's one of those guys. I mean, you know. We're always working on so much other stuff in the offseason in terms of like improving the product going into the next season and like the Discord overhaul and making new hires and all this stuff. Like we don't always we don't usually do like season preview shows, which we probably should, but maybe we can talk about that on the new show that we're gonna do every Thursday, which we'll share here in a minute. But I, I think more cow is one of those guys, and probably you could say the same thing about your boy Xander, who you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. It just didn't get a lot out of the game last year. They they, yeah. they checked a lot of boxes. They did a lot of great things. They had some good finishes, but they just didn't get it. They didn't get all the juice out of it, you know. And and we know how random this sport is. And your one dumb play or one silly you know shot from somebody else that that na- makes a difference between you winning and losing. So I think Morikawa could have a really good season this year, and and I think it could start right here with some redemption at Kapalua. So I'm with you, and. Obviously, I can't start the year and ignore in a 59-man field requiring deadly approach play, send it off the tee, roll the rock at double digits. Max Homa, who I found at 14-1 to on FanDuel, is my second play. Um, I I love the value with Max here. Had a tremendous fall as well. Uh, Like Morikawa, very consistent. Obviously played great at the Ryder Cup. Made a lot of money off of him there. I think this is a great spot for Max. Um, I could see him winning this thing easily. And, and I trust the putter. I, you know, looking at like Scheffler, Scheffler putted pretty well at, at the Hero, I think. Do you remember that? I think, let me let me look at what he did at the Hero. Because he won the Hero. Yeah. He yeah. finished it. All right, so the Hero was only, what, 20 people? Yeah, it was 20 people. But he finished sixth in strokes game putting. Actually positive. Uh, he was positive round... One, two, three. He was positive the first three rounds and then lost a ton on the fourth round. But net positive for him putting, who knows? Like, maybe he comes out and he's just, he's rolling it incredibly. And if he is, then he's probably going to run away with it. But with this sometimes turning into a situation of 80% greens and reg, like who can just drop the most putts, I think I'd I think I'd rather pass and and give a look to a guy like Homa who I trust to hit it close and make a bunch of putts. And when I looked at the names up top, he was the one that seemed the most juicy to me. Yeah, I, I don't mind Homa at all. So sweet. All right, let's move on to the next range up to seventy-five to one in the outright market. Uh, before we do that, I want to I want to tell folks what's coming up in future podcasts because I, I do want to you know I want to I want to keep the I want to keep the schedule. I want to keep the podcast hot. You know, like we're going to plan the podcast. Tony's going to help a lot. We got some good stuff coming. And one thing we have coming for the farmers episode in a few weeks, because we got the Sony next week, 
then the Amex, then the farmers at Tory Pines. We are going to take question listener voicemails. We're going to bring back the segment, the old hotline bling segment, folks. So that's right. The number's on your screen. You can call 706-6-ADDICT, 706-623-3428. We need voicemails, listener voicemails. It could be about literally anything. It could be about golf. It could be about betting, about DFS, your own golf game, a goal that you have, your New Year's resolution. It could be feedback for the tour junkies that you want to see us do or not do. Um, it could be your favorite tour junkies moment from 2023. It could be uh, it, literally a thought on live, a thought on the whole golf landscape right now and how crazy it all is. Anything. We just want some voicemails. We're going to bring in some voicemails to the show, answer some listener questions at the end of the Farmers episode. So drop that in there. Give it a call. 706-6-ADDICT. 706-623-3428. Do that, okay? And don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, and also tell us uh, some punishment suggestions that you uh, that you have for the betting wheel. All right, up to 75 to 1, Pat. I'll start. I got three names in here that I like. And I'm actually going to I'm actually going to open up the Let me let me see here. I am going to share my screen and show this show this dude who's just crushing it. The model loves this guy, Pat. And he is at uh, the best number I found was 45 to 1. On Mr. Russell Henley. You know, I thought you were going to go there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't mind it. Now, the BTN model, valuing ball speed, a little, you know, like like I said, there's some yeah. bomb opportunity here. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty, pretty dead last in the ball speed category, right? Almost dead last. Yeah. But dang it, if he doesn't get a lot out of, out of what he does, right? And and this is interesting. If you notice here, the strokes gained approach between 60 and 140 is you're gonna be you're looking at that and you're like, what 60 and 140? Well, this is the power of the custom model uh at BTN. I'm gonna just do a quick walkthrough here. These are my model specifications here, and this is the BTN um uh internal model, but we can adjust this. I'm gonna just skip through some of this. And you can go right to here, and you can get strokes gained approach numbers, and you can get them from any yardage bucket you want. You can make up your own yardage bucket. So here we feel like there's a lot of shots between 60 and 140 yards, and the lie we're going to take from the fairway or off the tee, obviously for par threes there. We can filter that, which is pretty dang awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I also want to see this. So he ranks eighth in the model as it stands now, but this is another cool thing. By the way, here's another stroke scene approach uh, model here between 175 and 275. A lot of short irons and wedges and then a lot of long irons. So you've got those two stroke scene approach filters working in there. But I want to make a change, and I want to show the people some power here in the custom model. Strokes gain putting from 7 to 20 feet. This is, again, I don't know if anywhere else you can do this. Last 24 rounds, I'll, I'll leave that there, but I'm going to add another filter here and see what happens to Mr. Hindley. It might make it worse. I actually don't know. I'm going to filter. There's so many filters here I can do, either by the course, architect, green size. I'm going to go to green grass and go to Bermuda, and I'm going to apply that filter and see what happens. And then I'm going to wrap it up here, and let's see what happens to Mr. Hindley. He was eighth in the model. 
Oh, he stayed eighth. Okay. Well, it didn't affect him that much. Okay. But I, I'm liking Russell Henley. Um, you know, he played here last year, finished T30, not great, but he lost six shots putting. And, and you know, his putting can definitely be up or down. The, the approach play is what's super attractive here. But I'm going to trust the putting, and I think there's another big year coming for Russell Henley. He was actually another player that I drafted in that Discord, uh, that internal Discord uh, league that we're doing. So uh, I'm buying Henley at 45 to one. How can you not bet Eric Cole at 60 to one right now with just the approach play? The fact that, like, and I know it kind of goes against the first timer thing, but I also think there's like a factor of, we talk about this for some of these events in the fall and these no-cut events like the Hero. Like, who kind of cares? Like, Eric Cole's got to be just like, damn, dude, I'm at, I'm at the century. You know, like, I'm playing in this strong field, the first signature event of the year, $20 million purse, no-cut. John Rahm ain't here. He dipped. You know what I mean? Like, all I got to do is beat, like, you know, Scheffler's wonky putting self and a few other names that, you know, Xander and Cantlay can't seem to close the door on anything. Like, Hovland looked a little rusty at the hero. Maybe he sat on his laurels after earning like all that cash in the playoffs. Like, I just think hot, you know, Cole's going to come in and just be hungry. And I think there's something to be said about that. It's 60 to one considering that he doesn't have to hit, you know, he doesn't, he can, he can spray it like he normally does off the tee. That's a problem for him. Everything else he's dialed at 60 to one on MGM is the best number I found. And then finally, you know I'm a sucker for Cam Davis. 66 to 1 on MGM. I would be surprised if that number sticks around. I think that number's too short for him on a on a bombers kind of track. Uh he's had a good finish here before. I think he's only played here once. I don't have it in front of me, but I like Cam Davis a lot here too at 66 to 1. Those are my three favorites here. All right. A lot of agreement here. I, I had Cole written down. I had Henley written down. Um, so I'm with you on those two. Um I tell you. When are we going to get a win out of Cam Young? When, Dude, I, I, can we get it this week just, just by looking at the ball speed? <laughs> on, on that number? Okay, let me let me pose a question to you. This is another, like, if we had a, 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 a season look-ahead show. What if the Cam Young thing, like, what if Cam Young already had his, what if he's a flash in the pan and he already flashed? Like, are we trying to force – is everybody trying to force Cam Young to be back at what he was? But what if – like, because, like, remember before Cam Young? Had we ever heard of Cam Young? Yeah. No. Had anybody heard of him in college? Had he had he torn it up d doing anything else prior to that? No, he just, like, had a had a, a run on the Corn Ferry Tour. I can't remember how he got promoted or whatever, but then he bursts on the scene – to the PJ Tour, has a good run. Obviously, he's played well in majors, right? Like, the dude's got game. But what if – what if he's – what if that's it? Like, what if now he's actually just, like, this is who he is? I don't know. Like, I can't figure out – when you watch him play, you see all the tools. You see a lot of talent. And it just never seems to – like he talked earlier about Xander and Morikawa not getting a lot of juice out of the, yeah, out of, yeah. Whatever, out of their game, but their game was on point. When you're looking at approach, all that kind of stuff. Like Cam Young was at a point two years ago now, so we're two years ago or a year and a half, whatever. If you where 
what he finished second and three, four majors, something like that. And then last year he did what he almost won the um the the match play event, right? Yeah, he was in the final. You had both you I had, had both finals. Finals. Yeah. Yeah. So he's super talented, and and I feel like this is could be a a golf course that he can win. It should be. It should be. Yeah, I don't. So thirty five to one is what his odds are. I mean, if, I feel like if you can get him a little bit longer than that, maybe you try it. Although you know, I'm looking at his like good finishes. He hasn't done much in birdie fest outside of the deer last year. Like a lot of his best finishes, okay. the open, these majors. The, Did the I hear, by the way, I don't know if this was on a text group or in, in the Nut Hut, that he ch he's changing caddies again? Well, that was all over Twitter. Yeah, he dropped Tesori. Tesori's with Brendan Todd now. And so and who is with who's with Young now? I don't know, actually. We'll find out before. That'll be interesting to find out who's on his back, which, which it's weird to me that Tesori didn't last very long with him because Tesori's just such a good caddy. Yeah. You know, he's... We all know the things he's done. So I, I don't know. But but Cam Young, there is some interest there. And maybe I'm just a sucker for it because I just keep wanting him to, to get a victory at some point. I like that's what I'm saying. Like if it just he 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 hit at a time when like golf Twitter and like gambling and DFS Twitter's at a fever pitch. And I feel like we all just were like, oh yes, new shiny object. And now and now we're just still trying to to force it, but and I'm not saying he's not going to win on the PJ Tour. I just don't know, man. It just feels like, it just feels like maybe he's just not who we thought he was. Yeah. And and he's gonna. But he obviously played well enough to even be in this field, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 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 top tens and majors will do that. I mean, the top ten at the <laughs> Masters, top ten at the Open. You know, like I said, he does seem to like these tougher courses. I don't know that I trust his putter you know, in a possible 25 to 30 under situation. Shout out to producer Tony too. Young won back-to-back -back Corn Ferry Tour events in 2021. And that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes guys just get nuclear hot for a week or two. Look at Lucas Glover. Like, Lucas Glover's entire world changed because of two weeks. Yeah. And and now, you know, he's on the Ryder Cup. He's on the damn TGL team. He's in all the majors. He's in all the signature events. He's going to have a heck of a next 12 months because of that. But will he be, you know, Will will he will we kind of see him just go back to being Lucas Glover? I don't know. Like, and and so Cam Young gets really hot on the Corn Ferry Tour, keeps it going, you know, pops here and there. But now he's just kind of like a guy. I just feel like he's just kind of a guy. So he, he he is. So is he like? Is he like Steven Yeager? Hmm. How would you compare? I mean, Steven Yeager got hot on the Corn Ferry Tour, won like two or three events or whatever. He got the 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 battlefield promotion. Yeah, three. Yeah. And, but he's just a guy, if you think about it. It does seem like Young has at least a little more firepower. Oh, oh yeah. He seems like he's got a little more firepower than Jaeger. But I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm not going to, that's a New Year's resolution for me. I'm, I'm not going to force Cam Young. Okay. Not, not. I like that. All right. Maybe I'm forcing him a little bit. Who else do you like in this range? You got anybody else? Is that it? No, that was it. Because you took, you basically took okay. two of my three that I had in this range. I love the bombs in the next range. Let's talk about guys up to one twenty-five to one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm already. I mean, you know, the DB's big balls betting card in me is foaming at the mouth here, ready to go on some of these guys. I'm, I'm very excited. So, 
up to 125 to one. I, there are four names that I'm interested in. Probably not going to be able to bet all of them, but the first one that I know I'm firing on is JT Poston at 100 to one, considering how well he finished or really his whole season last year was like kind of underrated. Good. Like he was solid. I think his irons have, have stepped up a notch. And while he's not super long and that's going to hurt him, the, the iron play is so solid and we know what the putter can do for JT. The, the iron and putting combination for me is what's exciting. And 100 to 1 in a 59-man field event is very enticing to a guy who is a multiple winner on the PGA Tour. Uh, so JT to 100 to 1 on MGM for sure. We'll, we'll kind of go back and forth here. Who you got after that? Well, um, I like Svensson. At, you know, you can get him at 110 to one on points bet. Um, you know, he's all the way down at 90 to one on DK. I like Svensson a lot. Um, now, play, has played here once, didn't have a great finish last year. Um, he killed me last year. I remember that. Yeah. Um, I think he won the RSM and just completely mailed it in for the next six weeks and showed up to Maui. Didn't know which end of the club to hold. He was dreadful last year, but I, yeah. I think we see a, I think we could see a difference, fence in here. I think I think you're right. And you know, he did his last event was the RSM, obviously defending and was T five then. So I think Svensson is, um, you know, when you look at the BTN model too, he's up there in the top five. Um, yeah, yes. You know, um, so I, I think I think Svensson could have a good week, and I do think 110 to one is is a pretty damn good number there. Um. I got two more here. I'm, you know, who I think could be sneaky, but I don't know. D depending on the structure of the card, I don't know that I'll be able to have enough guys on it to get him in there. But I think English is kind of sneaky. Okay, I was well, not expecting that. He's a pass winner, and what does he do well? Irons w when he's on, you know, and and that's kind of the argument too with an event like this when we've had some layoff. And I, I you know, our boy Byron Model Maniac dropped in some really cool stats that he did. I uh, dropped him in the Discord uh, this week, kind of looking at guys, uh, different different ways you can look at guys who haven't we haven't seen in a while, right? Some guys come out and they look sharp and they look like they've been in the lab and they've, they're dialed and they're ready to go. And some guys you can definitely tell are just there shaking the rust off. But so what do you look at, right? How much do you weigh the, sh the, the fall? How much do you weigh or, or do you look at a larger baseline of who these guys are? I, I, I look at both for sure, but... I think if we look at Harris English at a baseline, like long-term level, he does two things really well, a lot like JT Poston. He hits his irons fantastic, hits him close, flusher, and he puts the lights out. And, and that's the combination at Kapalua that I think led to him winning here. And again, a multiple-time PJ Tour winner. So I think English is a little sneaky, but I don't love him as much as, because I also like Svensson, I don't love him as much as I like JT and, and Svensson, but I think he's right there. Okay. Um, I may, I may steal this guy from you. Um, or maybe in the year of 2024, this person will be my guy. I got an, I got a feeling and, that this person not, is not, and not your guy. And uh -huh. that's Luke list. Yeah, that's the, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. going with Luke list. I've seen him as long as 110. I just need to know if the putter, I, I might, I, I might text him. I might text him. And just I don't know. You don't get too crazy. Luke, happy new year. How's your putter? Yeah. I just, I just would really like to know because man, from a ball striking like T to green, this place oh. is perfect for Luke. List. Perfect, and but he... the twenty-five to thirty under winning score means Lukey 
has to use the flat stick. He does, but Luke, what a great fall he had with that victory. Almost yeah. two victories, really, I think, right? Um, I just love – I love List this week, too. So, I think you get him around 100, 100 to 1, fire in on that for sure. He was the other name I had written down. I am – God. He was positive putting at the RSM. And I, I don't – I don't – um. Again, he gained six strokes putting at the Sanderson. Like he may have found a little something. God, that's tempting. You, you know, you knew it was going to get me to. Okay. Oh, I knew. I knew. I got one more outright. Then we're going to move into some top tens. I really think, and and I don't think this is going to be, this is going to be anything that shocks anybody. But, um, in terms of a play that I like over 125 to one, there is one guy, and the last time we saw him, he was on my betting card and he was holding the trophy. And that is our friend of the podcast. Great interview. Great guy. Eric Van Rooy, the South Africa. Yes. All right. I'm going ahead and say you can finish it on this note because he was my other one, my last one, EVR. I like yeah. it. And he wins a birdie fest at 2700 at the Worldwide Technology Open. You could see that this is going to be an interesting test because when EVR came back from the regular season and showed up at the Fortinet, he went, his strokes gained approach numbers were off the charts. I mean, Five strokes, five strokes, three strokes, four. I mean, like gaining so many strokes with his irons. Something has clicked with the iron play. Now, obviously, it's a stronger field. You know, we got to see what the putter turns out to, to do for, for EVR. He's played the century one time. It was in 2022, finished T25. Um, but I, I it's hard not to like EVR at 150 to one. If, you know, for a guy like him who got that hot with the irons, it, if he can't, it, it's got to suck to like then have everything stop, you know, because you're so hot. You're like, you want to keep playing. You want to keep doing, you know, doing the thing. And then all of a sudden, nope, for the six weeks of the year, the tour's done. Um, but we'll see if he comes back still hot. But I, we both like EVR 150, huh? Okay. Nice. All right, let's get to the top 10 six-pack this week. Normally do top 20s, but it not in uh, – we don't have a full field here. So we're going to do top 10 – Locks and bombs for the century. I have two. One of them we haven't talked about yet, Pat. Okay. I wanted some exposure to this guy because he is number one in the BTN proprietary model. He is uh, a freaking stud like EVR, won the last tournament he played. And while he is, uh, you know, I do love him at a top 10, I, I think, I'll, I think I'll, I'll, I'll risk it and not bet him outright little bit, you know, some of that's the lack of experience play that I'm doing here at his number. But Ludwig Aberg, and I am going to continue to call him Ludwig Aberg. I'm not doing the Ludwig Oberg thing. I don't trust myself to stay consistent on that all year. So it's Ludwig Aberg for me. Ludwig Aberg plus 140 on DK. Lock it, right? I mean, you have that to is, agree. Yes. I mean, the reason he didn't come up, you know, he maybe because at the number at whatever 12 to 1 14 to 1 i do think he'll come up a lot in the dfs show as far yep. as a pretty much a lock there where he's priced but yeah I, I like it so um okay well the next one for me is probably i don't know if we have the same locks here but i actually have xander i, I have two guys here that i don't have outright exposure to you know i i said xander was a guy who we didn't you know like morikawa didn't get everything out of his game last year because he played so well and he obviously loves it here at the century but there's also a part of me that's like, dude, Xander's just kind of a soy boy beta. Like, is he is he gonna win? I don't know. But he, you know, 
I count on him to top 10. So I'd rather have a guy like Homa, you know, who can close at a similar number outright, but I like the Xander exposure at the top 10 also at plus 140. Okay. Um, well, that, that'll change mine a little bit, but, um, you know, it's it's kind of funny. It's kind of similar. So, now I do have Cal. I, I like more Cal at plus 125. I think, you know, top 10, lock it in, love it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'll I'll flip it with you then. Since you since you had Homa as an outright, I actually have Homa written down as a top 10 lock at plus 130. Um, so, Homa, and, and, you know, obviously you like him, but um, I think as a top 10, great bet there, plus money. So, lock that. Those two in for me. All right, who's your bomb? I'm going to go with Vincent at plus 600. Ooh, that's a big bomb. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's got to be four to one or longer, longer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Vincent at six to one. All right, I'm going four to one. I'm going the Aussie. I'm going Cam Davis, man. I, I The kids made me a bunch of money over his career. Had a great fall. Third at the Fortinet, seventh at the Shriners, 12th at the Zozo. Putting lights out. He's going to unleashed driver here he played here one time in 2022 finished t10 his first time out um gained you know gained strokes in every category the the btn model definitely loves cam d um great par five score i mean the kid's just a stud so i'm I'm going cam davis four to one just feels like a lock for a top 10 on that kid love it okay oh all right pat we're gonna wrap this thing up with new year's resis New Year's resis. By the way, before we get out of here, before Pat dishes out the resis, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment if you're watching on YouTube. Punishment suggestions, um, we need those. And don't forget to call the hotline bling, 706-6-ADDICT. Leave some voicemails for the farmers. We do it every year. We're going to do Pat's resolution review from last year, how 2023 go. And then the new ones, golf resolutions, personal resolutions for 2024 and I'll do mine on the DFS show. Pat, give us a quick review of uh, how last year ended up for you. Okay. All right, let me pull it and, up. And I have it written down, so I will check you. No, I'll no, be, no I, I have it. I have it. Let me pull it up here real quick. All right, mm-hmm. here we go. Uh, we'll start with the golf resolution. So the first one was to break 80. That did not happen. <laughs> I, X. Now, I did come close several times. Several <laughs> times, but it didn't happen. The next one was win a golf trophy, an event, a flight. That didn't happen either. And we were close, DB. Once again, we were close, and you're a member guest to winning the flight, and we did not. Yeah. Um, And then the last one. (laughs) This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Improve iron play and hit eight. Eight. How much of an idiot am I? Eight greens in regulation per round. What a goal. What a goal. You were just feeling yourself last year. God, this time last year, Pat was just quite the goal. Uh, It's not the same this year for my golf resolutions, but um, anyway. Okay. All right. 2023, non-golf resolutions. Be more connected with family and friends. I think so. Okay. I I think in general, I hit this one. Um. Well, nobody on this show could know, but yeah, we believe you. But I'm, I'm just saying. Okay, good. The next one is kind of a twofold one. Work out at least three days a week and then the sit-up challenge. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say I worked out more in the year of 2023 of our Lord, more than I think I've worked out since college or whatever. Like, I worked out 
way more than ever. Ali, if, if your wives are listening or significant others, you might want to just turn it off at this point. This could get this. Yeah, we don't want her to. We don't want her to. But it was not three days. That. It was not three days a week, and it tailed off as the year got on. Mm -hmm. As did the sit-up challenge. Yeah, tailed off. Now I did try and prove that I was doing it on Thanksgiving Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I did 300 and something sit-ups, and it literally about killed me. I thought there were – I was sore in areas for a month. As a matter <laughs> of fact, there's still one area I'm sore from that. Electric live stream. That yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. Then start playing – I wanted to kind of pick up a hobby again, so I started playing pickleball. I wanted to play pickleball. I played like twice, <laughs> which kind of sucks because it's not that hard. It's right down the street from me. And I enjoy playing, but I just never, I never made the time for it. That's part of New Year's resolutions, by the way. You got to make the time for it, okay? Uh, Tony, yeah, that was sore. Um, bonus: only drink wine when you do the FGS, which the FGS <laughs> didn't really happen all that much anyway, uh, or on special occasions and weekends. Now, I did cut back on wine a, a crap ton last year, a crap mm -hmm. ton. Mm -hmm. Um. I'll probably continue to do that this year in the resolutions. Okay. All right. So, I mean. Was that, you want to fact check me? No, no, no. You're dead on accurate. Okay. Overall report card grade, what would you give yourself? I'd give myself a C only because some of those I didn't hit, but I did them more than I've ever, like the, the workout thing, I was happy with myself for the fact that at least I was trying to get into the gym maybe a couple days a week, but which is mm -hmm. when you're starting at zero and it goes to two, you're okay with that. And I think that um, I did feel like the golf game improved. I got a couple lessons at the beginning of the year. I didn't continue that, but um, but I didn't break 80, but it was it was improving. And the iron play was improving. So, but acreens regulation is the most ridiculous number I've ever uh man okay what do you want this year's yeah what do you want me to start with golf hit me with, hit me with golf okay here we go with golf all right this is gonna now this is i've played golf a long time dv a long time since maybe i was three or four years old mm -hmm. and now maybe i got one of these when i was like a junior you know learning the game obviously but since then, never has happened. Never is a putting lesson. I've never had a putting lesson in my adult life or even ever since five or six years old learning to play. Like, how do you putt the ball? I want to get a putting lesson. But then on top of that, I want to putt, practice putting at least two days a week. Now, that could be on a mat. There's no way you're doing that. You're I not. think I could do it. Or... No, you're not nope. going to do that. You're going to laugh. Okay, this is going to be your green regulation one. I, all right, year. maybe you need that every year, TB. That's it. You're not doing. Literally, that. I I pass by a a putting green in my. Well, no, I don't want to say that. I don't want. That's a little bit of a flex. But anyway, <laughs> I, I I should be able to at least practice putting two days a week. That's all. I'll There's say. no way you're doing that. Also, <laughs> why do you is the reason. Is the reason you've never had a putting lesson because your ego has never let you because you've always seen yourself as this short game wizard and you've like no I mean so if, if I felt that way I would have said I was going to get a short game lesson which I obviously don't need <laughs> okay okay but I do think, I also thought you applied that to putting as well no but I don't apply it to putting because okay. I don't think I'm a great putter I think I could be I think I have a good feel for putting yeah at times but I never make birdies. 
Now, a lot of that's greens and regulation, right? And then hitting greens yeah. and hitting it close. But I don't make a whole lot of birdies. I do think if I can make some putts, I can make some birdies. So that's one of them. The next one now, this is it. The the this is um our friend Chalk Bomb, formerly Chalk Bomb Ben, came up with this, and that's increasing swing swing speed. He thinks to get to break eighty, which Ben puts all these damn numbers out there and stats and whatever else. He he thinks he's so damn smart. He thinks if I get the to one hundred two swing speed by June, and then one hundred five by the end of the year, that I'll certainly be breaking eighty. <laughs> I'm gonna try this. I don't know how to do this. Now I do know I have I have measured my swing speed before on drivers, and I don't think I, I guess he's talking about driver, right? Is that is yeah. that what we're talking yeah. about? Just driver, um, and it is somewhere around like ninety five to ninety eight. So it's not it's not something I don't think I can't I can you know like is unattainable that I can't get to one hundred two or I can't get to one hundred five. But there is going to have to that's a you know that's going to involve some some training. Right, DB. Uh, yeah, I would like to. Uh, I would like to offer that you document your training on social media for us, please. You 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 literally do nothing on social media, and the people would much rather see you. Um, and I think if the minimum effort, minimum lift that you could do is give us just a glimpse into what your training looks like through like an Instagram story. You don't even have to edit it and make it all pretty yeah. and do okay. a reel and all this. Just an Instagram story a week of the putting thing and the, and the how pad is adding distance thing would just be great. I would love for that to be a part of your resolution. Okay. I'll put that in here on those two. Okay. IG. Um, now again, if there's, you know, listeners out there that want to help, I mean, we got, I got plenty of folks I can go to on how to, how to get the, the swing, swing speed up. Then, then I'm, I'm all ears. Um, all right. Tony said, Pat's drive for distance. He's got you. He's got the playlist. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so the last one there is real quick. We're, we'll bring it back to breaking an 80. I'm going to, I'm going to do, bring that one back yeah. in again this year. Yeah. So um, all of those things I'm hoping lead to that. All right. Non-golf. Um, this one actually came from you, DB, but, but in an indirect way. I want to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier this year. Okay. And I want to at least try to do that. I know there's going to be some nights where I can't, you know, baseball practices, whatever. Yeah, I'd love to be in bed by 930, but 10 at the latest. God, we're getting old, man. God, I dang. know, but I, I want to get in bed yeah. earlier and I want to wake up earlier. And I think that leads to a lot more things. It leads Can to you imagine not, us saying this to ourselves nine years ago doing this show. I know, but it leads to like when you go to bed earlier. You oh, it's way better. You don't do anything. Like, you don't have that extra cocktail if you want to have an extra cocktail. Yeah. You don't. There are all kinds of you don't. Oh, because all you're thinking about is you're going to be peeing four times a night, and you're no. cotton mouth, and you're dehydrated, and you're. It's it's all the things. Yeah, yeah. When he said so, we're getting old, because that sounds so appealing. <laughs> yeah. Wait till my next one. On top of the on top of this, I'm going to add in on this for number one, and this is where you come in. You said something to me a while back oh, that was that jarred me a little bit because I mentioned that I, I either couldn't sleep or something, but it was because I looked at my phone at night. Mm, yeah, you do that a lot. And I do that a lot, and it it makes it where you're like you stress about something or you you don't go back to bed. It takes you longer because you're you've got that bright light in your face. I don't know. So not looking at my phone at night. Just if I, if I, you know, I need a clock by my bed if I want to know what time it is, but not my phone. 
Yeah. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna add that into going to bed earlier. Dude, before you move on, I, can I tell you just an awareness that I had the other day? Because I, you know, I just turned forty, December nineteenth. Uh, I'm still working through it. Like every day, I think about it. Like, oh my god, I'm forty. I literally saw this the other day, and like Tony just said, I st- I've caught myself going, God dang, I need that. That sounds amazing. God, I need that. That's gonna help me so much. And then I caught myself going, How f- old are you? I saw an ad, a thing, a commercial, and the guy was like, do you know that when you get older and you're trying to go to bed, LED lights can keep you awake and like, do this to your brain and the bright <laughs> lights do all this for hours even after the fact? And do you know that it starts with driving? So the LED headlights that affect you when you're driving at night, if you're driving past 6 p.m. and, and, you, and you aren't wearing these glasses – and then you go home and you look on your phone and your laptop and your TV without these glasses. Yeah, you're, you're gonna be awake all night. And I was listening to it. And I was like, "That's me. He's talking to me. <laughs> I don't wear those glasses, and I'm awake." When I, I don't thought about this awake. the other day because you mentioned it in in a text group, and I was like, "I need some of those glasses." Yes, and I'm like, "I that would help me because I am disciplined. I am. I try to go to bed at a decent hour. When I put my phone down, I put my phone down, and I'm still awake." And it frustrates me to no end. And then I'm listening to this commercial. I'm like, I need these glasses. And then I thought, God dang it. You're so old. Like, I don't need these glasses. F that. I can brave the LED lights. I'm not going to do that. What kind of ding dong would I be if I have to get in the car and put on my whatever these LED glasses look like? They're probably bogus. But this is where we are in life. Like, we, And you we bought the glasses, a- didn't you? I have not bought him yet. No. Okay. It used to be the cool podcast of young, you know, kind of some middle, you know, younger, middle aged young guys, and now we're turning into. Well, I don't know. I've I've already been, think, I've think already been there. It's like you're. Tony thinks he's back with the Paulson Bros again. I don't. <laughs> Tony said, "DV using a welding helmet to drive and look at his." Phone. I'm gonna do a show with a welding helmet on. God. Anyway, all right. Let's wrap this up. All right. One, two more here. Uh, this one's, you may find this one interesting. This is old man right here for sure. There's one thing I've never done for a long, long time. Eat breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. I do not eat breakfast. I don't know why it is. It's not like I'm not hungry in the morning. I just don't do it. Like I'll get a coffee and then, you know, and then it's lunchtime. Dude, are you trying to eat breakfast? I'm going to, you know, when I say eat breakfast, just hang on, hang on. A healthy one. Like maybe a granola bar, maybe a banana. I don't want to nah. eat a bunch of eggs and bacon every single morning, but you nah. got to get the metabolism going, DB. No, nah, see, see, I th- I think there's new science. You know, when we were kids, that's what they tried to tell oh, you. They see, tried now, to tell this, you. now you're going to bring in this. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day is BS. You know who thought of How that? How do you know? Mr. Kellogg started that whole thing. General Mills. It was, well. a, it was all a, a, a conspiracy. It can't be healthy to have a coffee and then not eat until like one o'clock or something. Yeah, I dude, you eat. do the intermittent fasting thing. You eat between like 1.30 and 6.30 and that's it. You're done. That's better than you okay. eating breakfast. So we could morph this in. Like maybe you can bring in more science into this and we can talk about it. Oh, but I, yeah. How about this? Me just not waiting between coffee time and one o'clock lunchtime. Like doing something in there yeah. that's going to like bring in some food into my system. You got to be careful though, man. Because see, you're talking about sugars. You get a no, granola I don't bar. Want sugars. You know what kind of sugars in a granola bar? Most of them. Okay, listen. 
you're getting in the weeds. I'm talking about healthy. So people we in can, the comments, people in the comments, help. help we can help come up. Out, with, we can come up with what is healthy and what is not. Okay. Some oatmeal or something. I don't know. Okay. Really God, this is this is getting worse. All right, please end this. Put us right. out. Now this one's the, this the most serious one. I have. We need a safe word for Tony to cut the show off. <laughs> I always have to have a, a like a kind of a serious one. Yeah, you do. Okay. So this is going to be yeah. a little bit serious. But yeah. I want to be this year. I want to be truer to myself, but in a way that is constructive. You know, s- saying no more to people. But learn how to do that. Like, learn how to be more true to yourself. So that means probably reading a book. So I'm not a big self-help guy, but maybe reading a book like that. I think, I think DB would agree. I think a lot of times I pick the wrong times and the wrong way to be assertive. And so I want to be more assertive for myself, advocate for myself, but do it in the right way. Do it, do it in a better way. Do it in a way that, that helps me and it doesn't like, you know, like it's not like Pat all of a sudden is deciding to be assertive or deciding to say no just to do it. Like I want to learn how to do that in the right way that, that makes me feel good about myself, but also makes me feel like, Hey, I'm advocating for myself out there. Yeah. So that's the, oh, that's yeah. number three. Firm believer in advocating for yourself. Yeah. You just tend to use all of your advocating points at one time. So you save them all up. Yeah. And then you use them all at one time and you, you know, it kind of ruins blow it. people's brains out figuratively. Yeah. Not, not yeah. So, so like, I would love if, if produce, I don't think our agent drew listens to our show, which is kind of sad, but I would love for agent drew to listen to this part and then recall the, the member guests. Like I would just, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. it'd be funny to hear his take on this. Yeah. Well, but yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you can't let it build up. You, you can be assertive and, and, and stand up for yourself and, and learn to say no and learn to speak up, you know, certain ways. Just spread it out a little bit, you know. You got to spread it out. You just got to learn how to do it in the right way. I've got don't always direct it to me. Yeah, that's why I figured you'd appreciate this one. But I do think that will involve maybe reading a little bit about how to how to do that. So there you go. Those are the resolutions. It's beautiful. I feel good about these. I'm I'm happy with these. Well, a couple of golf ones. There's no. I mean, I don't know about the couple of golf ones. All right. Well, listen. Great show. Love being back in the saddle. God. I mean. You know, I'm always grateful when the hero's over and like we're done, or you know, the RSM because we get a break. And then I'm I, like, even this year, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be excited for the century. I'm like ready for a longer break, but here I am, and I'm excited about it. I'm actually giddy. It's going to be a great year. We're going to have a great time. Thanks everybody for sticking with us. Uh, yet another year. We are dedicated to making this year our best year ever. Um, we want to we want to kind of get back to our roots. I probably should have said that up top. Like we want to get back to the roots, right? We are we are not professional golf handicappers. We're pretty good at it, and we put a lot of work into it. But for the most part, man, we want to have a great time this year. We want to entertain you. We want to entertain ourselves. We want to have a good time and uh, bring bring some uh, bring some laughter along the way. Some some of those moments, and um, yeah, build the community. That's what we want to do this year. So. Excited to have everybody on board. Excited to have Tony on board. Um, It's going to be a great year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, comment. Let's have a great week. Bend over your bookies for the century. See ya!